Action Park Media. Welcome to another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen. Kevin Dillon. Victory! Oh, yeah. Oh. We're, we're going to do Irish crickets. Irish crickets. Well, I just got to say, I mean, again, I'm not Irish. I don't claim to be Irish. I do love Irish people. I love the country of Ireland. But I've got 100 messages from people from Ireland who say Irish crickets is funny. The people okay. have spoken. I believe they have. The people have spoken, and they love Irish crickets. Yes. Can't let one or two the guys. The people of Ireland are not offended. The whole country has no problem with Irish cricket. It's they just offend. one or two whiners. There was one jerk off who said it was racist, and it's not a race. Irish mean? is not a race, okay? It's a nationality, <laughs> and you're a fucking idiot, okay? Right. So we've gotten strong support yeah. from the Irish crickets community. And I am bringing it to the temples, the Jewish temples of the world. We're going to bring Irish crickets now. I love Jewish it. Crickets. <laughs> Jewish, Jewish crickets. <laughs> Jewish crickets. Jewish crickets. Jewish crickets is what happens when we play sports and no one cheers for us. Jewish what? crickets. I would also like to address a couple people made comments about my uh, being a little buzzed during the podcasts last yeah. week. I was one well, of what was the comment? <laughs> Listen, first of all, Kev, you were there. Yeah. I had a couple of pops yeah, on the golf course. The golf I had a couple board. of I was sun couple Irish crickets. Had some Irish crickets on the golf course before the podcast. Don't don't talk shit. If, if it's okay with my girlfriend, I will have as and, many and Irish. They give crickets you a hard time want. about that. Yeah, and also too, newsflash: this is my office, and I'll do whatever I want. And you are the businessman. I am it's not the very professional, but uh, <laughs> I guess not. Well, I love how defensive he is about oh, this. I just couldn't believe that people were actually would even comment now. <laughs> It's funny because what people don't realize is that we flip-flop the episodes. So the Janice Tajian episode, we actually did first, and that was the one that aired on Friday. I would also recommend going back. If you haven't listened to the Janice Tajian episode, you should listen to it if you're in the business. It's just really insightful. But maybe I was a little buzzed during that interview. But I think I sobered up by the time we got to that next one. I just didn't take my glasses off. I mean, I I personally, I don't care. I thought you were hammered. And <laughs> Did you really think I was hammered? Yeah, yeah. Not hammered like... Uh, like you're going to start a bar fight or something, but, uh, you know. I was sun-kissed. I was out in the you sun. Know, I had a couple of pops. I can see, and I know we, we've we beat this to death a little bit. This, this Do you think so? This, no, this on-time <laughs> thing. Oh, God. But like, you like, and your parking tickets and no, being on like, time, So please. what happens, again, today, 12 o'clock sharp is what the businessman says. At 11.59, I am and making no, no, a U-turn in front of the I don't plane. know about that, time. You were 12.06, 12.07. You were about five minutes late. Swear to God, no, well, I we got a room full of witnesses. On my my life, I turned on Third Street at eleven fifty. Well, yeah, we well, can that's, actually. Okay. That's you're on the street. You okay. got to be in the house. Right, but not to mention, way. we can also look at the security footage and roll it back and <laughs> you tell you exactly what time. Watch running to the just door. Just because Dylan was five minutes early, like a professional. It's the fact that at eleven fifty nine, he's like, "Where are you at?" Like, <laughs> what the fuck? We got a tough schedule today. You what? got pickleball. We don't want the podcast to get in the way of pickleball, so I'm, we got to be out of here for your. Pickleball I'm excited game. though. We are gonna branch out even further. <laughs> All right, why we're is in the proper twelve at. <laughs> the proper 12 hat and the victory, the victory. The podcast That's, t-shirt. I love the shirt. The victory podcast shirt. I believe Connolly, he wants to brand things. And when you guests show up. Right. You hand it out. I like I, yeah. I learned this from. I want one of those. I will bring it for you. Awesome. I was going to bring you for today, but I'll bring it to you on Wednesday. But cool. anyway, I learned from, uh, you know, Kenny Dichter at Wheels Up. Remember, he used to hand us all oh, yeah. the hats you every just, day. It's a lot like of you, freebies. It's like you, there's just, they're everywhere. And he built a $2 billion business by branding himself. So yeah. I'm trying to get the non-blue-checked Action Park media to be branded <laughs> as well. And I think the way you do that is when you Do have we not have a guest, blue check yet? Victory does, but Action Park does not. What's up with that? 
It's a good question. So you offended people over there, didn't you? I, the blue they, check they, department. They, they said they labeled us as aggressive, but thank God Doug's buddy Steve Freeman jumped in there to save the day. I mean, listen, he tried. I don't know what you did over there. The time. But what I what I will say we we liked I like to have these little lessons about anger management because I see them every week and I saw another one today. This like big Ohio State football player starts a fight with a guy and he's like kind of picking on him and the guy was a uh, the football player was picking on the guy. I mean I don't know what preceded it, but he's pushing him. It's on the internet and he's like, "Come on, man, come on!" And, the, and you can see the guy is trying not to, but the guy was a trained MMA guy. And he just beat the shit out of this. Out of the football this, player. Out of the football player who almost lost his eye. Wow. Jesus. And all I'm saying is just walk away. <laughs> walk away. You never Take know your own who advice. you're dealing with. I don't, don't know who's advice. out there. The only time I've been hit in the last 25 years is uh, from Dylan and Kevin in the Connolly. <laughs> well, well, no. He got choked out. Yeah, poor well, Connolly, uh, by you way, physically by your anger you. and your aggression. You mean you, Scott Conn? No, you assaulted, no you, you assaulted me at Put Masters. your hands around his throat. Oh, that was 15 years ago. And, and, yeah. you, and you threatened me a couple of weeks ago with violence. But it was also... <laughs> with violence? He did. He it was also a different thing. He said, I will punch you. him in the fucking face. You. I'll punch him in the fucking face. All right, I guess, so I guess I have to amend my thing, which leads me to my <laughs> one of my favorite lines in movies from Stripes. Harold Ramis, one of my idols, wrote, but never, ever hit a man in anger unless you're entirely certain you can get away with it okay so i know you Connelly, would not have gotten away with i know Conley is not going to knock my eye out i know Conley's no mma fighter so you know we could scrap it up you know whatever you've like, been doing your push-ups man you got drown you in simon's secret sauce that he <laughs> enough honestly bro simon are you listening to me <laughs> stop sending the fucking sauce to the office Thank I, you. What is it? I don't know anything about science. Oh, God. It's, it's a friend of Doug's. It's one of Doug's boys. It's he not shows a friend of Spicy sauce? It's, I've been doing it. some cooking. So By I'm the way, sure. you can leave with the box, the final box of secret sauce. Because okay. I don't want to fucking deal Connelly with it. Connolly is not understanding what's happening here. The right. podcast is growing, and people are sending People stuff. are just yeah. sending steaks to the office. You, you think you I know to send steaks? Keep them coming. I'm ready. Do you think I said to somebody, send me steaks at the office that are going to go bad? There's a bunch of bad steaks laying on the Are they bad or... Well, I don't know. They've been sitting here. Shield. They've probably been sitting here since Friday. Can I just say, I want to tell the audience this because Connolly likes to pick on me. There's three boxes <laughs> out there. One's for Dylan. One's for Connolly. Oh, and one's for me. Three There's, boxes of steaks. Yeah. I mean, and now unfortunately they went bad. I don't even know who sent them. Are they bad? Well, they're sitting on the They've floor. They've been sitting here since Friday. Fucking... Well, I opened them up, but they were wet and mushy. I mean, you know, I don't know. Anyway, so I just think everybody should be thankful that people are sending us things. Maybe I mean... you should have taken those Irish crickets out of the fridge and you could have put out the steaks in there. <laughs> I had to bail out of here the other day. What happened with the Lincoln? It was that just was a, crazy. a weird coincidence. That was out of fate. Walk I mean... me through it. All right. We, we just did the podcast with Jordan. and um, Jordan Belfi. And we just kind of walked outside and right there in front of us. Was the same year Lincoln as the entourage Lincoln, but two guys in there. Yeah. And I ran over and I said, We got to take a picture with you guys. They had the top down. Did they They recognize when they saw you? Yeah, they recognized us right away and they were just flipping out. Yeah. They were taking pictures of us. I mean, we were taking pictures of them. And weirdly enough, my boy Shua, like, is friends with them. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I think they bought the car because they liked the show, whatever, but it was just, I I got so many messages from people, that's my boy, and this and that. What are the odds? Because I know, so you guys were just like walking out together? Yeah. We just just walked out. Walked out. And uh, were you right behind us, Doug? Uh, Well, I mean, I like how I get no credit, but I was the guy who was like, Dylan, let's get a photo. Go out there now. And I started filming. But you came out a little after us, didn't you? No, I don't think so. Because I ran out there on my own. No, I was there first. Uh, It's on video. I said, Kev, get out there, take a picture. But anyway, I don't. Okay. All right. We'll give you credit on that. Same video that's going to prove you were seven minutes late today. Yeah. Running to the door. 
I think it was a, a little bit of fate. I wanted to get to push-ups for one second, though, because now I'm so addicted to these push-ups. I bought this thing. Instagram knows what you're into. I don't know how. I don't know why. But they keep sending me this. Are any of you getting it? This push-up machine, the Poom 2.0. No. So I fucking bought this thing because it looks cool and it's going to give me a whole new dimension to my push-ups. With different angles. 30 minutes I'm trying to put this little screw in this thing. This is why <laughs> Apple rules the world because you open the box. And you plug and it, it in. it fucking works. Yeah. So yeah. I'm asking you if anyone knows who these Poom people are. I sent them a message on Instagram. It looks great. I just... I want someone to assemble it, please. Really? It's that hard to assemble? I, I should have brought it for you because you're better with your hands than me. I, I don't know. I get everything pregnancy, which is which they is know. weird. Uh, but they know because it's an algorithm, right? So if my if Zulai is looking up pregnancy stuff online, mm-hmm. they have an algorithm. They know we're together. So they start sending me like How does an algorithm pregnancy? know you're together? That's I, I don't know. But if she's looking at stuff and then all of a sudden I'm getting baby backpacks and I'm getting this stuff sent to me. It's just, it's some, and, it's some and this was something I want to talk about a couple of things. I mean, I know you did a pregnancy photo shoot yesterday. I which did. I find <laughs> fascinating. Nice. But also I want to talk, you both have beautiful girlfriends. I have a beautiful girlfriend, but your girlfriends both posed pretty sexy photos okay am i supposed to like those because i i go yes. by them and i'm like yes i yes. got okay Connolly. of course i okay. mean especially i mean my girlfriend's pregnant so there's like the well, well that's she's now always pregnant, okay, but, but she was hot before she was pregnant see right. now, even now i just said are you saying that my hot. girlfriend's hot there the fuck, you go you want, i'll fucking drag you outside <laughs> this is what i'm telling you, by drag you dylan, outside. i actually think dylan you mean what you say but Connolly, that's Con- not true doug if, i would never think it was weird that you liked Connolly rolled no. through like doug ellen like 37 azulai's photos he'd be like what all right we get uh, it listen you if know. there were dms popping you know. up it might be a different story <laughs> if you put some weird emojis on there <laughs> yeah. maybe that would not be cool but Anyway, you know, you're like both have beautiful girlfriends, here. but I'm honest. It's like, you know, when they're your friend's girlfriends, you get a little uncomfortable when you see them half naked. Even if it's a pregnancy photo, which it's a great photo. It's, but- a, it's a female empowerment photo, bro. It's a female <laughs> empowerment pregnancy photo. She takes that very seriously. All right, I'll give some. And she like- looks great pregnant, by the way. Yeah, she she looks, she looks works hard. She works out and she eats right. And- I am not dismissing. I love both of your girlfriends. I'm not dismissing anything about them. I just want to make sure that you just guys. don't call her hot, bro. Keep, keep <laughs> liking her. Keep liking don't her photos. Call her Okay. We'll wrap I'm that like cord around your neck and drag you. I like everything Sarah does. I I don't hesitate. <laughs> I want to hear about the photo shoot. What'd you wear? Well, that was the other thing too. You know, these pictures you figure our daughter's going to be looking at for a long time. I wanted my photos to represent who I am today. I who are you today? I'm saying I had a black sweater on and 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 pants and that's it. I, I didn't want to wear like ruffles and like a weird. You know, you seem stressed. What happened? I think she wanted me. Oh, so, I think so she wait, was a little I'm, disappointed in my outfit. All right, that's what she I was wanted looking to wear for. like a pirate shirt. I don't know or what she wanted. <laughs> I don't know what she wanted, but she you maybe know, she wanted you in your Gilligan's Halloween I, outfit. She she wanted that's me to style it up a little bit, and I just wanted to go simple black sweater because that is representative of who I am today. I don't want my daughter coming to me in 10 years being like, whoa, nice outfit. You know what I mean? Uh, Now, as someone who, and this is not negative against female empowerment, which I'm all for, but as someone who's lost two wives, shut the fuck up and do what she says. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with Let me tell you something. That's what, oh, I've been doing that, and that's what I did with the photo shoot, but at that point, I only I had what I had, right? But I wait, say wait, wait, wait. she might have. You mean clothes wise? Yeah. Clothes wise. Well, but, she might have felt a little uncomfortable that you know she's wearing like well, uh, yeah, she chose, undies and you got a sweater. on. She chose you know? those outfits, right? But the point is, wait, that I'm, I, I'm sorry, I have to go back because you're you're confusing me with your dialogue. 
did she tell you what to wear and did you ignore her? Or did the day of, she goes, what are you going to wear? And, and you just put it together. We had some creative differences. But how early on did you know about this? How? I, yeah, look, I put the shoe together. I, I, I thought there was a little miscommunication. But at the end of the day, it's not like I was wearing a tutu. I had a black <laughs> sweater. I mean, I, I don't know what, what did she what, was. Uh, well, you do she know. wanted She wanted a, a black collar under the black sweater. Uh, and I didn't have a black collar. I don't know what oh, you want me to okay. say. I don't, but the point is, the point is that I say, I, look, I, you're right, Doug. The only word that comes out of my mouth is, yeah, yes, <laughs> okay, absolutely, sure, sure when. <laughs> Just say the word. What absolutely, I mean, I literally do honey. anything, anytime, anywhere for her. Save yeah. your battles, bro. That's the Just right save move, your battles. Right? I mean, because I'll tell you, she's so hot. Oh, sorry. Jesus I mean, <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't hesitate. <laughs> oh, my God. These fucking guys. I do, I, I do love her, but <laughs> so I really... Rude. Dylan and I both know. You just, especially with a photo shoot, let yes. them run it. Right. I always say, I say to Sarah... If you want me to wear something, just lay it out. Lay I'm it not out. gonna argue no matter what. And you've seen from Halloween to ugly sweater contests. I just yes. do what I'm told. But I, we got we got some great I shots. need to look at the proofs because I dealt with Kevin Connolly. You will Connelly. not be looking at proofs Kevin of my Connelly. girlfriend's pregnancy <laughs> shoot. Thank you very much. Kevin Connolly in photo shoots. Do not go well. He hates the camera. Well, he's got that me, one post. It makes me uncomfortable. Did you have your hands in your pockets with your thumbs out? That's no, no I, was, I, was, I, was, I was holding my baby. I was holding my uh, infant baby. Well, you know, With the my, other hand in the pocket. With, uh, no, I have my hands around the, the uh, baby. Uh, the baby's not born yet, Doug. Newsflash. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. I was confused, too. What baby? <laughs> you know, I think he's so stressed out about this. because Are you still in trouble with Zulai, or is she happy? Oh, no, she's happy because the pictures are great. I think at the time, she does this, right? And it's the same way that Amy, that's Sarah. Like, they know what they want more yeah. so than, than I do, yeah. you know? So for me, I'm just, I was, I was like a producer. All right. I'm just trying to give her what she needs to get the job complete. And uh, did you smile? Because Kevin never smiles in photos. Did yeah, a couple smile. Well, what I wanted to do, and this is, again, more creative differences. I was like, <laughs> let's just, let's just, let's just let it some free flow. Let's get some candids. Let's... Move around, talk. I don't know the 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 pose of like the yeah. old school family photo pose. I don't know, a little little boring. I think the best ones are the candidates. We'll yeah, see. No you know doubt. what's so funny about him though, Kevin? You he hear him smile. You're right. No, but he also keeps because I'm not like, happy. He also keeps saying, "I just did whatever she wanted," and then he keeps going, "You know, I didn't like this. I didn't like that." <laughs> and I go, I just look at my dad. My dad was a, a strong figure, but my mother ran the house. And oh, she I, runs the house. I have pictures of us, me and my two brothers from growing up, where my mother dressed us in fucking sailor uniforms. Okay, now I gotta think my father. I'm gonna get that photo. By the way, you'll lose your mind. I gotta think my father was like, "What in the hell is this?" But he went with it. You know, and right? That's I went. Had. I went with it. There's good photos. There's gonna be some good photos, and we're gonna do another one. Do you guys want to take? Some some fan questions yes. so quickly wow yeah right. no well we got we got a lot to cover we got some fan questions and All then right. uh and then um want to talk about the film festival so we got a lot to do so coming back from the break we're gonna take some fan questions Welcome back, Victor, the podcast. So just a couple of things before we get to a couple of questions from people. So uh, some people are asking when we're doing the next episode, which this podcast is not a, a recap of episodes. We're going to do that, um, and we haven't done it in a couple of weeks, but the next one's going to be we're waiting for a great episode, which is Exodus, Season 2, Episode 13, but we're waiting for Jeremy Pivens on tour doing stand-up, so we're going to wait till he gets back, and we're going to bring him and Rex in and talk you about you got to have him and Rex for that yeah. episode. Yeah, no doubt. 
I think that episode is what started leading to Jeremy's three straight Emmy wins, but I'm not even sure if it was the right season, but we'll figure it out. It was just a home run across the board. Yeah. You know what I mean? Writing, everything about it. Refresh me on that episode a little bit. But- that was the episode where, where Ari is trying to start his own agency and Davey mm-hmm. screws him with the TT oh, yes. fly and then he gets fired by Malcolm and then a great scene with, with uh, Rex and Jeremy at the end of the episode. And he pulls up and That his- was the big slap episode too, right? No. Oh, okay. No. The slap heard around the world. <laughs> yeah, we'll ask Jeremy about the slap, by the way. So yeah. I oh, that'll remember be great. that. Yeah. And That's then little side thing before we have these these fans calling. So we all know, and there's a lot of anger at Superfan Matty Stumacher. But Matty really? Stu, why? They mad at him again? Well, you know they text again. him. He doesn't know shit. He right. doesn't know this. But anyway, Matty Stu is out there, guys. Matty Stu, I'm not going to mention her name. She's a family friend. Matty Stu got a date somehow out of this podcast with a with a family friend of mine, and she sends me a message. She's like, "Hey, tell me about Matty Stu." So stop it. So Victory the podcast is starting love connections. I have no oh, idea. How I would. Lo- how great would it be if Matty Stu found love at Victory the podcast? Should we? Uh, we should. I probably- think we should do a Jeopardy, a, a Victory, a Entourage Jeopardy. Put what Matty Stu up there with two other guys. People are dying. Trying Broke to take a shot at are. Maddie Stu. We'll see. Now he's probably love-struck. He's probably too busy for us. They're also going to be after Maddie Stu's girl after this. It's have, they be gone, like... <laughs> have they gone on a date yet? They went on a date. I did not hear anything about it. Which good, bad, or ugly. Yeah. No news is good news. Hopefully everyone's safe and sound, but I haven't heard anything. Because the truth is... Matty's, he may be the nicest guy in the world. He seems like it, nice but guy. some people thought Ted Bundy was the nicest right. guy in the world. He so was I, a nice guy. He's very, uh, very congenial. And Bundy. I told, by the way, I told my family friend. She said, I, "I'm going to go on a date with Maddie Stew." You ha, who's I, your family friend? Her name's Brittany, but I don't want to say her last name. All right, name. do I, I know her? Uh, maybe I don't know. She's okay. got babysit for Lucas. By the way, that's Maya. great. I mean, yes, that, that, I know her. That makes me happy. I think you, I know her. Do you do? Brittany? You're, not, you're not talking Brittany. Okay. I mean, I know. I, I by the way, from Italy, Kevin Dillon is talking about that just, <laughs> Whatever it was, I just got scared. <laughs> Kevin Dillon Kevin Kevin is talking about six-foot Brittany that we were in Italy with. Yeah. Different woman. Yeah, okay. yeah. Not You'd be okay. like, wow, Maddie Stu, you go. <laughs> no, no. This Brittany is also a beautiful girl, but uh, that's a different... different. Uh, but she thing. heard him on the podcast and hears him. How, how did she... You know what? Did I she ask about him? Did he ask about her? How did that go? I didn't get full details. What I got was the question, can you vouch for him? So I want to know right now just I, again i want to recap everybody maddie stew dm'd us a lot he loves the show and he kept, came in and he gave us covid tests yeah and he's been a, he's been a good friend to the podcast he's been a good guy but still if you right well, now of course how can you really you said ted bundy i mean i would vouch for maddie stew with uh, an asterisk yeah that's what i told her i said listen as far as i know great, great guy. guy i just said listen I think he's a great guy, but I'm going to send you out with some mace and some brass knuckles just right. in case. So, right. And I haven't heard anything. A blunt object. We're going to send you out with a blunt object. I think Matty Stu's a great guy. Who knows? But I can't wait to see how this plays it out. And furthermore, let's get him on the podcast and hear, hear about, about the, the date. date. Let's hear get them both on. Yeah. Because we're looking for different things that we can do on the show. So maybe we start a dating thing. A maybe date- we start, oh God. you know, like. The three worst guys on the planet to take dating <laughs> advice from. <laughs> Kevin Corrigan, the maestro in the booth, safely wearing his mask, as always. Why don't you uh, play a question for us, bud? What's up, Victory Team? My name is Gabriel, and I'm from Guatemala. And I was just wondering, if you guys had the chance to recast yourself as any character in the TV show, who would you pick and why? Guess this one's not for me. <laughs> you uh, sit tight, Doug. <laughs> well, so we could take anyone else's yeah, part. Yeah, I mean, if you could, if saying? you could, if you could recast yourself, and you could play Turtle, E, Vince, Ari. I think it's such an interesting question. It really is because yeah. I always say some actors can play 
a multitude of different things. Some actors have a certain type. And the question is for you guys, do you think you could have really, do you think we could have swapped any of the roles and, and who? No, of course not. But it wouldn't be the same. Well, yeah, we could have swapped them, though. I feel. Uh, well, what what could you? Know, you... I mean, certainly, turtle and drama are very swappable. I kind of took over some ill crossing <laughs> so swords. Gross, bro. Swappable. Crossing. Wait, so you think turtle could have been like the actor, the brother who just wasn't like successful? Well, Thematically maybe, speaking, maybe right, right. Yeah. But, well, if, if, if off the top of your head, the two that you swap out would be. Would be drama and turtle. That's like the no brainer. Yeah. Just from I don't know. Just sort I don't of... think there's any no brainers. The thing that I'll say is I think there is a world. I don't know. It's hard to say because it feels like I'm giving Dylan more credit than anybody else. Okay? Well, he she deserve maybe he deserves it. But I think <laughs> I think there's a world where Dylan could have been the the turtle. The right. kind of like yeah. I drive, I I I, I fight. I, I look just out I, I, I do some living life. I'm loving life, right. and I think. There's a world where drama could have been just the best friend who actually advises. I really do. But so, you know which one I would I would take? I would be Ari. That's what I would want to do. Well, because because I could re- I could really do a lot with that. Of course, know? and also the workload was different. And it's, you know, I, Well, the workload was, yeah, you come in for one day a week basically. Right. So there's one that. Two days there's that. Time. It's it's a flashy role. That would that's an easy one. Super flashy, a yeah, lot like of fun. Three page a lot of great models. lives. Right. Dylan, yeah, you probably got of... you probably have the, the the skill set to do it. Maybe I'm a different kind of an agent, but truthfully, my again, I've always said aside from Dylan, my favorite obviously I was number one on the call sheet. I wouldn't want to swap myself out for anything. He gets anything. that in every week, by the <laughs> way. But I love Billy Walsh. is is amazing. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I think See, Billy Walsh. But now, of course, I wouldn't treat that You're reoccurring now. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to be a re- reoccurring role. I would want to be one of the five. But I think from a fun standpoint and, like, to do something, it would be You Billy could have Walsh. been Shauna. I could see you as <laughs> Shauna. By the way, yeah, if you flipped it around, I could have been a PR agent. What I was going to say is Connolly. Okay, we're not talking E. We're talking the actor Kevin Connolly. Of course, if I saw you as another person, it would be as the agent. So there's a world. Adam where, Davies? Whatever. You could have been, you could have been uh, Josh, Josh Weinstein. Weinstein. No, but you, no. again, I'm not saying it sounds like we're being insulting. Right. There, I mean this. There is nobody for these five guys, in my opinion, that could have been better for any of them. So it's not like. Oh, if Connolly played Ari, we'd still have a show. But I could see where you come in for that role, and it's like you're in the suit and you're the guy. You yeah, know? I would be. Listen, again, it's it's such a hard thing to imagine. I listened to that question and I thought about different things. Workload, mm-hmm. you know. And the, the flip side. I don't of the really work, think about workload. Why, the, the, why would you think mean, about what, what I'm saying is that he he would Piven would have these great, amazing scenes, and they'd all be slammed into yeah. one day and he had one day of just getting beaten up and down yes. and then he had the rest of the but week he off. Had the, yeah, he had, he had, the, he had a, the rest of the week off and and you and I were out there gutting it out five day. days a week, every day, all day long. Now, to me, we're going into a very different thing about lifestyle. Well, and that's right, than, but that's, that, was, that was the dreams question. Of it as yeah. an a, no, but dream as an actor, could you play, and again, we're not talking like uh, my left foot here, but could Kevin Connolly play Ari? No, but I think there's a version of uh, Turtle that I could have played. Obviously different than Jerry. It's hard to even say the words because Jerry's so good. It's tough. I think think it could have played R. It would have been totally different. It would have been way less funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, though, because you are really funny. So what is it? Let's talk about it for a minute because a lot of people do ask me this. And listen, when the show started, I had Sheila 
just for because I'm a fucking loser. I had Sheila put me on tape. We already cast Piven. I just wanted to read some lines. See if you could play really? Ari, you just, pretentious <laughs> bastard. We got to see that tape. You know what the weird thing is? Is because I hear He's so it. So full of himself. I, no, no, I'm not full of myself because I was fucking horrible. But I see wow. it so clearly. Would you try to do the koi scene? I see it so clearly how I want it to well, sound. Of course. But right. then I can't do it. Right. It's really pretty wild. I'm like, I know exactly how to do it. But I can't. And, and like, yeah. even, even Dylan, like, well, that's after you've interpreted it. I'm saying before it was even shot. I just put myself on as some version of Ari. It was just boring. It was awful. But, like, I could imitate you pretty good and do it, but that's not hey, the same bro. thing. So, because that's, I didn't create Jessica. That. You did. Like, <laughs> yeah. what is the Jessica thing? Janice, Janice Tajian, the post supervisor, says that whenever she says that, that's the only way she can do it is imitating Johnny Drama. Really? Jessica. But at, I, the, at the Earth Cafe, I think the Jerry first no, yes. Dylan did. No, Jessica. I remember. Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but by the way, also exciting part about that question is that we have fans in Guatemala. That's really That's yeah. exciting. That's really nice. That's exciting. But, uh, so, okay, uh, we, so I know what, we, what didn't really, we didn't really answer that question because it was a loaded question. I read it a different way. I was thinking about just general lifestyle. Maybe Turtle would be the only one that I would have a version of it. It wouldn't be as good. It would be different, but I think that would be... The, I'd have to go R just just for the great just based on your material, skill set. Just and based it would be just fun Dylan, to... Dylan, uh, can I ask, is there any way... Okay. I could have been Rex. What's amazing about Kevin Dillon is he really does, unlike Connolly, who's looking for easy lifestyle. I know, he's where, looking for cushy days where you could play a lot of golf. Especially now that I play golf. <laughs> yeah, I know. A whole different but story. Kevin Dillon, he... He takes this, and that's why it annoys the crap out of me when people go, is he just is he just being himself as he acting? The guy is a precise actor with strong choices, and he takes it so seriously that even if anyone saw the post, we did this recreation of a scene. Uh, Jordan Belfi and Kevin Dillon did it. And Dillon is very, he's dissatisfied. On the fly. He's well, you didn't tell me we were doing it. I had to yeah, try, and, still, try and remember those those lines as they were coming at me. My point is Dylan is dissatisfied with the performance, which I thought was unbelievable after 15 years. I thought it was as good as the show, to be honest <laughs> with you. But is there a world where you would just take a run at, a, at an Ari monologue just so we heard it? Would you do that? Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. I'm going to send you a monologue, and something, that would be great. Something, something, it sounds something. like a lot of work, but... Uh, sounds like a lot of work. Question two. Let's do Question it. Two. Here we go. What up, fellas? It's your boy, Justin Yang, out of Los Angeles, California. And my Entourage fan question is, was there ever a celebrity cameo that you specifically wanted to have on the show and they flat out said no? And what was the reason why they declined? Fun fact, I was actually an extra in the John Stamos ping pong episode. And I walked up to Kevin Connolly and told him how much of a fan I was of the show. And he was super gracious and kind to me. In addition, That's I weird. was blown away by how professional Kevin Dillon was in oh. the scene and how much of a consummate professional he was oh. in terms of trying to nail the scene down. Are these <laughs> real people? Or are you guys, like Connolly's now? It feels like I'm you're a great getting guy, people to. I've never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, Doug, this is a question for you. And I think the question, I know we get that question a lot, but I think we've always been like, oh, we're doing the scene. All right, be great. It'd be, let's throw this guy in or throw that guy in. Was there ever anybody that it was just like, absolutely not? I don't like the show. I'm not interested. E- well, Eli Manning was supposed to <laughs> do the Tom Brady part. And right. he, uh, yeah, but Eli Manning. At the last moment, he couldn't do it. Eli Manning called us, and it wasn't at the last moment. It was four months earlier. He decided to no longer call me back. And I know, like, he gets to win because he won two Super Bowls, and Connolly were there supporting him. But anyway, Eli fucked us in a bad way. That was not someone who uh, we couldn't get. That was someone who asked me to write him a script and then didn't show up. So, and Tom Brady to the rescue there, by the way. And Mark Wahlberg, which yeah. was a nice little team. But um, nobody, I never got 
I don't like the show, I won't do it. But, but there like were people, absolutely not. I mean, I've said it, you know, we've talked about this, I think, a bunch of times. But Jimmy Page, the, you know, greatest guitarist of all time, I wow. tried to get... We got the song for the end of the show, Led Zeppelin going to California. But you tried but, to get him in the finale? Uh, no, we tried to get him in uh, earlier. Dennis Hopper obviously was not a consolation prize, but by no stretch of the imagination. But <laughs> when we started, I was like, I wanted a rock star. So it was Mick Jagger, yeah. Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton. It, it's not even that we got no, we made no headway. We just got nowhere. It was just yeah. like, move on. It wasn't so, even no, you just never really touched down. I never heard, right? heard yeah. anything back. And the same thing with, with Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods. I just never got it. never got to him. You turned down Dustin Johnson, remember? I was like, hey, Dustin loves the show. He wants Turn to do him it. down? Yes, you did. Yeah. I did? Yeah, you're like, well, you went for Phil instead. So, I mean. Oh, well, I uh, mean, I, I'm getting Phil on the spot Mickelson. here because I love DJ. Like, yeah, Mono. no, no, but this is this is early on. He hadn't even won a major yeah. yet. So and, uh, I kind of get. That only wants people that win majors. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's winning. Front runner. He's number one now. Yeah, Just to talk about something really cool, though. But Michael brought... Jordan and Tiger Woods. That's a good. That's yeah. the answer to the question. Yeah. But I want to ask, since you brought this up, it was pretty cool that Graham McDowell. Okay, so what happens is Kenny Dichter from Wheels Up calls me up and says, Graham McDowell wants on the show. And I said, uh, I feel ignorant. I don't know who that is. He said he's leading the U.S. Open right now. It was Friday. And I was like, well, if he can hang on. <laughs> Honestly, I said, I go, great. That's great. So why don't you call me Saturday? Saturday he's leading. And Kenny says, Gray McDowell is going to win this tournament, and he wants to come on Entourage. And I said, if he wins this tournament, he's on. So Do you he, know I directed that episode? Of course I know. <laughs> Mastros. So Graham, who is truly one of the greatest guys By the way, ever, Irish really guy. crickets. Yes. But just so you know how the show goes, we have a giant episode. We have an enormous schedule. We have a— Oh, bro, it was a 10-page day. Yeah. And it was a big scene for Piven. It was just a lot going on. Time but anyway, was tight. I get and the guy call. shows up with the trophy. But I get the call that, wow. that Graham is on his way. He's going to show up, do entrees. Then he's going right to, is Letterman still on? Leno, whoever it was. But anyway, he comes on. He brings me a flag from the U.S. Open signed, which is wow. hanging okay. in my office. And he's got the trophy, he's which got- was like sort of on the floor near craft service for a second, which was weird. <laughs> well, and Graham, then he ended up getting cut. Yeah, well, I was going to get to cut. that sad thing. But Graham, wow. Graham... Did- like the Irish cricket. Did you shoot him? You, well, we, got- we did. We but The problem was we really were, okay, how are we going to fit this guy into it? It was last minute of yeah. a day, like the worst day to be doing anything other than what we had but to do. But normally what I would do is I would figure out how he actually fits into the episode. We wouldn't say, oh, he's in this scene. He's got to go in. Because it was a really, it was a dramatic scene with Piven and to have it broken up. It was where Piven yeah. is looking for the phone, like the godfather behind the... Behind yeah. the toilet bowl, and they, mashed, they pass uh, each yeah, other, yeah. Wolfgangs, and they pass each other in the doorway. Yeah. And we had it, and it just, it just didn't, it just didn't work. Yeah. And we Graham was it. awesome, but Graham likes the Irish crickets because I drank some beer Irish with him, crickets. and um, I did promise him I'd put him in the movie, but he was unavailable when we were shooting. But Graham is awesome, Great and guy. came right from winning the U.S. Yeah. Open yeah. straight to set. Speaking of U.S. Open winners, do you guys know who I hung out with last week? Brooks Kepka. Oh, great guy, man. Big podcast. Yeah, he said he would do it. He okay. loves the and, show. And Brooks Kepka's in college every Sunday. He's got him a great and his girlfriend guys. who was on the show. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we talked about that. She was in the Jerry Jones yeah. uh, episode. He also told me these stories about how uh, his, he went out partying and his caddy like, left the trophy out overnight. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the craziest things that that trophy has seen. I got a question about the trophy, just since we're on it and not that trophy. But what, did anyone like have a problem with Brady throwing that trophy into the, into the no. water? 
<laughs> well, what happened? What's the worst that could happen? I know. I know. We talked about this on uh, on on the hockey podcast. You know, the Stanley Cup doesn't float. If you do the Stanley Cup on the, I, wouldn't you have bet of that course. the Stanley Cup floats? No, no. Why? I think it weighs a ton. It's solid yeah, it's got metal the pounds of I mean, steel. It's not a boat. I mean, the Titanic floats till you. Yeah, but you don't know if it's it. hollow in it. It's, it's also got, the got rubber. a cup. Once that fills, with I don't know. Water, I would have thought that. that just for reasons, obvious reasons, that the cup would be. Yeah. How does anyone know? Who would throw it in the water? Well, it, well, what do you mean? Why? What? Okay, if, you know what? I know Chris Jellios had that in the uh, at his house in Malibu, and it was in the it was in the ocean. Some crazy things happened with the cup. So I guess the question is, what would have happened had they dropped? The Lombardi Trophy, it would have sank right. They the would bottom. have got a scoop of diver to retrieve it, yeah. right? And if the one guy could do it, I guess it's Brady, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just was wondering if anyone had a problem with it. I, I mean, I was no problem. I was people of, had a problem with I it. I was a little shocked. Well, I heard the, from the family who like the father who, 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 makes, who makes the trophy. Well, like, what does he give it? Fuck him. No, no, he cared. He, 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 he works hard on it. But anyway, I, I he always, works hard on it. So what? So he makes a new one. He ain't yeah. doing it for free. He probably gets a gazillion dollars to make that trophy. Yeah. All right, I don't know. I, you know what? I think differently. To be honest with you, the Stanley Cup than the uh, Lombardi Trophy. I just do. I feel like the Stanley Cup, I don't know. I wouldn't want to see someone throw it in the ocean. I just feel like that trophy is uh, is. But Tampa Bay won, and it was, they were on jet skis. It was like a similar thing, but the cup does not float. In any event. I can't By the way, it was fun watching Brady partying and just, right? Just hammered. Fun watching him. Just hammered. Who do you think was more hammered, Brady after the Super Bowl or Connolly on the Janet (laughs) Cashman episode? (laughs) Guys, unbelievable. Let's go to the next question. Hey, guys, it's Garrett from Westfield, New Jersey. Hold on. There we go. Joining in on the fun. Oh, my question is, how would you have liked the other character storylines to play out aside from your own? Interesting. I mean, listen, I, I thought, I thought let, let's talk about each other's characters, Kev. I, I mean, when you go to the movie, right, and Johnny Drama wins the Golden Globe, right? Yeah. I would have liked to, I mean, I think we had to do that at the end of the movie. I would have liked to have seen that a little earlier on to see what happens to your career. Because we so all you'd know. Rather, you would like to have seen that in the TV show, you say? Or like, than uh, say, let's say, let's say the uh, you win that Golden Globe at the end of season eight. And then in the movie, your career is a lot different. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, that, that would be. So I would like yeah. to have seen what happens to Johnny Drama post Golden Globe. That's 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 my my thing. You have a well, you're gonna you're gonna have to watch the reboot for that. <laughs> that's reboot, right, Doug? Yeah. Speaking of the reboot, I mean, you know, not to keep going at HBO Max, but I found us in the hidden I, gems I knew you were section. Say no, it. Really? really, they truly <laughs> make. Literally, me sick. Why are they hiding? It's literally in the hidden gems. <laughs> no, they truly make me sick. We had higher ratings than than almost any of their fucking shows, and they hidden act like gems. the reason it's hidden garbage. is because they're hiding it. Then, right? I mean, I don't know what else to say. At least we moved from where you type in ENT and Curb comes up to a hidden gems area. But it's, <laughs> it's really strange, you know. It really is weird, and I, 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 I unless I'm nuts, the show is definitely having a somewhat of a revival. I feel like it is. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, there's a whole new generation of people watching the show. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a fact. So. Yeah, but I just, I really, um, you know, whatever. I know Connolly is like, I'm by HBO Max subscription. You pay for your fucking HBO Max subscription. Fucking I pay for mine, like and I'm yeah, about right. two seconds away from canceling it. I don't care. They'll be devastated if you can't. <laughs> hey, be you nice to HBO. 
We right, need they, HBO. They might actually shut down if they heard that you canceled. Listen, bro. I've been nice to HBO. I worked you've for been, HBO for 13 been motherfucking them. Years. You've been motherfucking them for 45 episodes, you know, bro. Let's, let's go easy on HBO. Yeah, yeah. We're, Kevin you and want I the like, reboot. Kevin yeah. and I like HBO. We you know love what I HBO. Because I got some more messages last night that I'm too PC. I'm not too PC at all, and HBO can honestly go fuck themselves. I'm Ooh. dead serious. Whoa, 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 no, no, I'm serious. Whoa. I'm serious. We, we, were, we were their top show. Hey, this guy speaks for himself. He doesn't represent the rest of us here at Victor. The podcast. <laughs> we love HBO. I mean, I just, but I did watch, which uh, was, uh, it was pretty devastating to me. You know, Woody Allen was really one of my biggest inspirations growing up. And uh, I mean, the documentary is, is as brutal. Oh, it's a hit piece, Doc. Y- yeah. It now, is what it is, right? I mean, listen. So it's about his family situation. It's about his, his family situation and his, and his weird situation. But his daughter legitimately saying he molested me and, and Mia Farrow saying they found nude pictures of his other daughter who he's oh, now married Jesus. to. And the truth is, listen, when you marry your wife's adopted daughter, listen, it's, yeah. it's, it's just the sick. whole thing is the whole and thing. He, is he basically raised her, too. I mean, right? He basically it's, it's raised strange her. on so many levels that it's like it's, it's just hard to wrap your head around. But the doc is well done. And what's so what's hard, it called? It's uh, called uh, Farrow versus Allen, I believe. It started last night. It's uh, again this HBO. We got oh, you, HBO. You won't release fucking four episodes at the same time. I I can't stand it. I'm not into waiting another week for it. But whatever. But it's so hard to reconcile because Woody Allen was so great at writing broken characters that he seemed to really understand uh, psychology and sickness and. It seems, anyway, I don't want to just say, because obviously the documentary is slanted against him, but watching that, you just hate this guy. It's pretty devastating to me, even though I've heard these stories for years, but this is just spells it out. Right. And Literally it writes out. it down. I, mean, I love him too. I've always loved Woody Allen. Yeah, look, as well, he, so. you, you love his work, but that doesn't make him, you know. Yeah. Uh, yep. One thing, I guess you have to correlate the two, but, you know, you like his movies. You, yeah, it doesn't if, change how you feel about the movie Annie Hall, but. You know, right. you go, what a fucking... And you don't have to love the person. Sicko. You don't have to love the person to love their work or vice versa. Because I love Conley the person. Didn't always love his work. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you could. You made that very clear. <laughs> you made that very clear. Um, while, we're, while we're talking about clearing the air on a couple things. The film festival. Oh, jeez. That we thought... Is that still alive? Well, we thought it was dead in the water, right? Can I give a little... Sure. Just, okay, so Connolly, he's very creative, which nobody really knew until, like... This business came up, but he comes up with these ideas, but he doesn't really totally flesh it out and plan it. So what happened is Connolly released this idea. He didn't. I wanted to take a temperature, Doug. I was taking temperatures. The temperature was low. We didn't get a lot of responses. So Connolly, because I was so hell, I was like, don't you don't you'll get disqualified. Yeah, yeah. Don't DM us. I I apologize for being an asshole because when I listened to it, I thought like, God, that was just a little aggressive. Don't screw yourself over. I think he said you will disqualify. Qualify yourself immediately <laughs> if you appear in Doug's inbox or do not pass go. So then people said like, "Hey, you know, we wanted to do it. I just didn't want to get disqualified. Take it easy." So, so I like though. Just I want to get back to the festival, but I like that you're taking this whole stock in yourself. It's really interesting, and I don't know if it's therapy, Zulai, or what. Because Kylie the other day he texted me something, and then he called me because he wanted to, me to give him credit for this text. He said. How was that text? Did I communicate appropriately? <laughs> and I, I kind of didn't know if he was fucking with me, but then I realized he was being serious. And I, I'm proud of you. I'm, I like it. So what I'm communicating. happened? Though? But why? 
Why? Are I'm you learning. in therapy? I'm le- no, I'm not in therapy, but baby on the way. I'm in a uh, yeah. very serious yeah. relationship, and I'm uh, learning at my, I'm right. well, honing you, my communication He's preparing skills. himself for being a dad. All right, well, yeah. I like it. So now that you're communicating well, tell us what the festival will be. Okay, and feel free to add to this. Okay. Okay? So, <clears throat> it will be three <laughs> minutes or less. You will be judged on your creativity, originality, shot selection, camera work. It's got to be shot horizontal. On a smartphone, the deadline, April 1st. You must have your films submitted by April 1st. This is not an April Fool's Day bit. No. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird date. Okay, should we do March 31st? Let's do the 2nd of April. Let's do March 31st. Okay. March 31st is the cutoff. It's the cutoff date. And it's $1,000 for the first prize. But also, you know, the top five or six that we're going to present before the judges, Kevin Dillon, Doug Allen, myself, maybe a few others, you're going to get your project on, on some... Decent eyes, or at least you two. Have so good eyes. tell yeah. us what the, yeah, what exactly what does the winner get? And just so everyone knows, just a little thing. My whole career started from a short film. I made a short film. Right. I begged, borrowed, and steal to put this thing together. I did it in my apartment. And that, that honestly did everything that I have today. It started. Also, too, Doug, when you did that, it was different. It was harder. You had to. Yeah. You, there you were, didn't there, have a phone that you could do it with. There was a hard cost. Yeah. There are. There is a real advantage now because these phones are so good and you yeah. can edit. There's just a million things that you can yeah. do. Yeah. So, but you're right. I, I agree. This is the way to get yourself going and challenge yourself. APM Filmfest at Gmail. Dot com is where you send the submissions. In. Obviously, we're going to put this uh, on the uh, Victory of the Podcast uh, Instagram page, and it's a thousand dollars to the to the first place winner. But more important, not not to make light of a thousand bucks, but more importantly, get some good eyes on it. And if and if it's any good, maybe maybe we talk some business. Are you going to post the winner to your? Two hundred and sixty thousand Instagram. Yeah, followers. I think we're gonna we're gonna do our best to really get get the winners film out there. Okay, and here's something because I got some nasty messages from some people. One person wrote, "So what? You steal my IP, which is intellectual property, as if we get this film and then all of a sudden we've taken Star Wars away from somebody." So how does that work? Well, listen, if if your film is chosen, or if or. Yeah, if your film is chosen, we would be partners on the. We'd be partners on the on the film because you're going to need us to sell it anyway, right? So we need you, Doug. So yeah, we do. We will retain a piece. We of own the, you, right? No, we don't own you. We're partners. We're okay. partners with All you. All right. You know, th- one of my favorite shows. Uh, I don't know if Dylan watched it. I know Conley did because we used to talk about it. But Project Greenlight, was, amazing, was one of my favorite shows, and it's probably on HBO Max. It Maybe wasn't in, in Hidden Gems. It was on their main yeah. page. <laughs> it's like the first thing you see when you look up. Ben Affleck, <laughs> Matt Damon. You know, we had Matt that Damon also. when we started the show. Oh, we were so all fun. watching that. Yeah, yeah. It really was amazing, and I love the process, and I love filmmakers and people who are going to go out there and be creative. This um, is fun. This yeah. is going to be fun. But yeah. let me ask you, Doug, this is your giving advice to these filmmakers. Would you suggest comedy? Just more clever? Because, listen, it is hard to tell a f- complete story in three minutes. Yeah. What would you suggest? Any, I would not. Any of those, right? I wouldn't whatever suggest. feeling. I wouldn't suggest anything. I would say do something that really speaks to whatever your abilities and your talents are. I mean, uh, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about independent filmmaking a little bit, but like Reservoir Dogs was not only a genius script, but it was also a genius idea to make a small movie because it basically took place in one location. But I've seen people pull off stuff with no money. Right. That is mind-boggling. So I think it's... But three minutes is the tricky thing. You really got to make it count in three minutes, and it's not easy. 
Yeah, no, three minutes is tough. I wish it was shorter, though, because that's a long Well, time. you're only going to have to watch, you know, five, maybe ten, ten tops. I'm going to be the one that has to go through all of them. Oh, but yeah. then... so, but then I'm going to narrow it down to ten. The but ten. we're then relying on your taste. Oh, hey, listen. Hey, <laughs> feel free, bro, to jump in and watch all <laughs> of them. I'll spend give your you... <laughs> weekend going through these. I'll give you access to it. But the, the only thing I would say would be to take it seriously because that it will get discarded if it if immediately feels like you're just wasting your time if you're not taking it seriously. That's Don't all. Yeah, but there so are fun. no bad you know, give it a shot. Of right? course, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But like, but just take the 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 film festival part of it seriously. There's no bad ideas, but you know, whatever. As yeah. long as they take it. Seriously. And by the way, if you want to see my my first short film, it's online somewhere. I, I was kissing a fool. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> this know, is I called know. the pitch. I was lucky enough to get David Schwimmer in it before Friends and Johnny Silverman, who was in a million things, and uh, Helen Martin, who's an incredible actor, Ernie Hudson. Who was in Oz? Why, my why, dear buddy, why, why are you God? We've just I mean, heard it. We've just heard it so many times. I mean, I'm trying to inspire people that short films are really. Are you trying to inspire them thing. and put them to sleep? I mean, watch the film because it got me my agent. It sold to Showtime, and it, oh, I it, agree. It led yeah. to giving Kevin Connolly a career. So, uh, by the way, Dylan and uh, Ernie Hudson worked together on No Escape. Yes, we did. Great. That's guy. the that's Great the guy. that's the role that Dylan beat me out of. Wait, I don't think I know that. Do I know that? I don't know. Have you seen the movie? It's no. Ray Liotta. It's a it's really cool movie. But what very I will cool say movie. about Ernie Hudson, and honestly. He was great in this movie. But awesome. I'm saying, I'm being very serious. Watch my little short film for Ernie Hudson alone. That guy, to me, is one of those, and he's had a great career, but so underutilized, so yeah. underrated. And I saw there was a he's great. He's had a great career, though. He's had a yeah. good career. Yeah. And and I think he should be even bigger. There was an interesting thing on, uh, I think it's on Netflix, but it's this behind the scenes of of some great movies, Ghostbusters, Home Alone, Dirty Dancing. And Ernie Hudson had a huge role in Ghostbusters yeah. in the script. As the filming started, they started shrinking his role a lot on, for whatever reasons that it happened. It was still a big part, though. It, it was a good part, but it was really like a whole other thing. And anyway, I love Ernie Hudson. And uh, You got to watch this movie that Dylan did, No Escape, that I, I obviously was off that day when I went in to read that for Dylan to beat me out of this role because <laughs> it was definitely more my speed. You read for the same role. Yeah, Dylan yeah. and I, Dylan and I went head to head. <laughs> yeah, it was the role of Casey. It was a really, really, really good role. Great role. And it's just, it's just cool a movie. really good movie. And it's just, I don't know, something happened again. It's one of those things, like marketing wise, it just could have, it could have been huge. It, it was just, number one. For, oh, did it have for a number one? Weeks, yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. I mean, it really would have stayed there was, if uh, I was in it. It was a. Uh, Ray Liotta and myself fought to the death in a like an old yeah. swimming like a, pool, like, like a sw- like a swampy pool. Swampy like, pool. I have to watch this movie. They Dylan take get, all the uh, people from the hell. prisons and they throw them on an island and let them fend for themselves. Right. It's, it's a really heavily cool. it's a heavily secured island, and when you get yeah. a life sentence, you just get there and you just survive. So there's the savages, and then there's like the insiders and the outsiders. Yeah, and 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 then and then Ernie Hudson heads up the camp of of the people that just want to live, and it's like a I don't know, it's it, it's really 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 who well directed. It's got this? a lot of road warrior kind of vibe. Who directed this movie? Martin Campbell. Martin Campbell was Martin the director Campbell. of No Escape. Yes. Um, all right, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back from the break, Kevin Dillon is going to reenact the scene from the unproduced. He's not going to reenact. It's never happened. I'm going to read it off a piece of paper. So just, just before, so I want to get everyone excited before they come back. So I wrote this script. Vinny Chase dies. The death of Vincent Chase. Mark Wahlberg 
shut it down. He Thank called God. me up. Thank God. Had a lunch with me, talked some sense into me. We changed it. But I've brought that script. Actually, what's funny is I gave it to Dylan three weeks ago. He's still not prepared. But um, well, you know what? It's it's like an emotional scene. I'm not going to sit here crying in front of the, everyone at the. You can't podcast. play the comedy of it, right? Yeah, if it right. was a comedy scene, it would be a little different. But I'll, I'll read it for you. I love that you. Do I don't want to alienate Adrian any more than he already maybe feels alienated. Adrian's all good. But I, oh, Adrian is all good, but I also need to say something. This is, uh, this, I created this character. Adrian was great, but th- this is a script. He has nothing to oh, do you're, with oh, it. Oh, you're yeah, within, you're within your right. To, yeah, to, I mean, he has nothing to do with it. No but alienation. We're not killing Vince, and as I'll say it, for the last time, so nobody has to DM me. The eulogy. If there ever is a reboot of this show, either Adrian will be in it or there will not be a, a reboot. reboot. There's right. nothing it's to talk about. So those yeah. are all jokes with, right. with you know, Tyler Cameron and... <laughs> and, and um, and um, who else did we talk about playing Vince? And uh, John, John Mayer. Mayer yeah, and- there's a couple of them. But um, yeah, let's have a little fun with this uh, unproducing. Doug, you're going to read the. Uh, I'm going to read the you're action. You're going to read the lines, stage yeah. direction. What do yeah. I do? All right. Uh, you'll you can direct it. All right. All right. I'll direct right. it. Coming back. Okay, we are back from the break. Since when do you do the "We are back from the break"? I just stuff? felt like doing it. Yeah, you're I'm in the room now. So. I I'm think in- you know what I think, Dylan. Yeah. Connolly, you know, he's slowly he's moved from the booth into the main room now. Yeah. Like he didn't want to be like he's not on the now that it's a hit. Yeah. He's he didn't want to he didn't want to take the risk of putting himself exactly. out there. Yeah, because there was no risk involved for me at all. Well financial, <laughs> but not facial like but Listen, the Shy Town yeah. custom cornhole boards do not say Kevin Connolly. But suddenly he brings us back from the break now. Now That's it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. And also I honestly, if I'm being totally honest, it sounds better when I'm in here, but I don't really love being on top of each other like this. Because I, of COVID? No. No, I just I like my I like my booth. I like, I like you in room. here. I think it gives us a better yeah. rhythm. All right, so you do want me in here? I, I of course you just, I do. You just you don't want, want me bringing you back. From I the don't break. want you to bring us back from the break. All right, it's so <laughs> Doug, here you go, and action, Doug. All right, so here's what's happening. Just to recap one more time, this script never got made. Wahlberg shut it down. I was on page. This is page twenty three of this script. This this hopefully emotional script. So. The eulogy. Jo- Johnny Drama gives Vincent Chase's eulogy. Because yeah, Vincent Chase is dead. It's yes. it's a tricky it's a tricky scene for Dylan. But well, you know I what? mean, it's an emotional scene. If we were to film it, I it would, would be, be crying right. on stage, basically over my brother. So, uh, so right, Doug, well, I'm just going to read. I didn't put a lot of time into it. So know? here we are: is unproduced scene from Entourage. Here we go. Written by right, Doug Ellen, okay. directed by Kevin Connolly, starring. Kevin Dillon and some others. I'm going to read the action lines. Are we ready? Hold on. Wait one second. Are you going to start it with the uh, funeral homes? Yeah, I'm going to read all that stuff. Okay, cool. Here we go. Okay, interior funeral home day. Ian Turtle sit front row. He is stoic, vacant. Turtle is inconsolable as drama steps to the stage. He looks out, sees the crowd... Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon, LeBron James, James Cameron, Martin Scorsese, Peter Jackson, Mike Tyson, Steve Nash, Bono, Seth Green, Phil Mickelson, Gary Busey, Zach Efron, Sofia Vergara, Tom Brady, Brooke Shields, Scarlett Johansson, Ralph Macchio, Michael Phelps, Jimmy Kimmel, Mary J. Blige, Frank Darabont, Luke Wilson, John Stamos, James Cameron, Bob Saget, Larry David, Val Kilmer as the Sherper, Eminem, Kanye, Drama Locks Eyes with E, and Turtle, a lone teardrop drops from his eye, but he shakes it off, pulls himself together. Baby bro. 
Baby problem. When we were young, people thought we were twins. I was the older, more muscular, with broader shoulders, so I thought it was a little weird when they said that, but... I think they could see the connection we had inside. You were more than a brother, more than a best friend. You were like an extra organ implanted inside of me. You know, I'm just not sure how to function without that organ. In the audience, drama sees Seth Green, who puts his fist on his heart and mouths, What up, drama? Drama breaks down, can't continue. <laughs> Baby, bro, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He breaks hands with Sloan. He and Turtle go up and help drama down. Okay, so Wahlberg that called me. That was cut. Cut, cut. That was amazing. Cut. I, you know what? I we are moving on, ladies and gentlemen. I that love the music. Perfect. I was amazing. The music was nice. Are you happy with that performance? I mean, the guy fucking crushed it. The I guy's mean, a superstar. We know. Now, just His fucking I, head's big enough. He killed it. If I was directing just my little notes, I would say. Uh, put the sides down and look straight up. Well, yeah, I mean, if, well, uh, if we were shooting it, if, we were, I think... if I was getting paid to film this thing, I might have gotten off. By the buck. way, I, Dylan, you really did a good job of bringing levity to it. Because honestly, do I want to get choked up on the podcast? Of course not. But it could yeah, easily yeah, happen. Yeah. I think it was well played. And I, 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 we're moving on. All right, we moving are on, moving on. Moving we on. are moving on. That was Phenomenal. excellent. Doug, how do you feel? I feel like Dylan doesn't understand how good he is without. I'm not saying you should not put the effort you do into everything. But you, you're a natural. You really are. And I said this. One of the reasons we tolerate your lateness and your, your insubordination. <laughs> your insubordination. You are the late guy today. I mean. Is that you are a fucking home run hitter. And, and what am I? Doubles and singles and doubles? Well, you, you, you sacrifice butt. Kind of <laughs> just get on base. Just, just get on base. Dance the Con- runner. Don't Dance you dare swing at a 3-0 pitch. No. Yeah. Connolly, I, I Lean it to the pitch. <laughs> Take one on the arm. You motherfucker. <laughs> you stole my fucking line. I was, what I was going to say is, I was like, Kyle, you know how much I appreciate it, but what we want out of you is we want you to stick your head right in front of just that fastball. Just get on base. Get on base. We know you can steal, steal second. That famous little, there was a famous little baseball Chuck Knobloch, bro. <laughs> multiple champion. Multiple Pee-wee time Reese. champion. Pee-wee, Pee-wee Reese. Reese. is very yes. Kevin Connolly. Thank but, you. Um, that was amazing. I, that really was amazing. That was cool. I mean. Yeah. I had fun with it. I had fun, fun with it. And Dylan did one time. And also, too. I know Dylan, and I know when Dylan is happy with a take, and the minute he was done and you were, like, doing your stage direction, Dylan looked right at the camera and was, like, just said, like, I, I, my work here is done. You know what, though? I did. There was a bit that I would do differently. Uh, no, Why don't we do know, it straight I mean, to camera? It's all, no, no. It's, it's great. Let's no, I, I can't do it straight to camera. I don't know this. He doesn't know this, but it was great. It was great. And let's wrap it up, Doug. I don't want to take that from you, but this is the end of I'm the I'm going to wrap it up. I mean, it's all I've got left. You know. By the way, the <laughs> questioners call. They don't even ask me anything anymore. You it's got like, a question today. What are you talking about? I did. There was only three of them, bro. <laughs> anyway, so great episode. Thank you, guys. And, Kevin, thank you for that because I understand. That was, that. Oh, no, you got it, bro. It was, yeah, that was, it was that always was great. great to read your lines, Doug. I have to say, I love reading your lines. Anytime your words come to life, Doug, oh, it's just it's like amazing. a rebirth. It really is. It really Reboot. felt special Reboot. to me. Reboot. Reboot. <laughs> yeah, let, maybe Netflix will pick us up. I'm I hoping. doubt it. I doubt so, it. Anyway, that wraps up another episode. Oh, 
Also, just uh, follow me on the app Clubhouse. I know everybody's starting to find it, but it's really growing and, and good things are happening, and the three of us are going to get on there soon. Right. Follow us on there and follow Victory, the podcast page. But anyway, that wraps up another episode. I'm Doug Ellen at Mr. Doug Ellen. Kevin Dillon and Kevin Dillon official. Kevin Connolly, and I, I really like this episode, and I think we got a home run with this Kevin Dillon uh, acting. There we go. I'm going to throw in that ooga at the end. Ooga! Cause I don't write shit cause I ain't got time